Lord. Praise. It's a this song is a declaration of a, a truth. Praise. Amen. Amen. What the song is saying. Whether you know it or you don't know it, it's the truth. Jesus is Lord. Whether you have acknowledged it or you haven't acknowledged it, Jesus is Lord. So the first part of, of my sermon is just to remind you of that reality. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Then the second part uh, is asking you, is Jesus Lord in your life? Amen. Amen. Okay. Is Jesus Lord in your life? What do you understand that to mean in your life specifically? So, is it just a matter of lip service? Is it just something that you say because you heard the next person say it? What does it mean in your life specifically? Can we start at Romans chapter 10 verse 9? I am not going to promise not to read a lot of scriptures today. I tried. I tried not to read a lot of scriptures. This one is not even on the list. Is it on the list I, I gave you? So this is where it starts. Um, when we preach to people to accept Jesus Christ, we take them to this scripture. If you confess with your mouth, verse 9 of Romans 10, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So, all of us were here because we accepted, we believed it, we professed it with our mouths. Amen. Amen. But does it end there? Does it end there? If you go to Luke chapter 6, verse 46. よ、あんがんとかのんとかんでもわのぶつ。ティバナイランティンエコショーサムタイムズンゴマ。ああ、プレティフ。いいよ。いいよ。オッケー。ヴェス6、ヴェス46オフルークチャプター6。イツ so why is Jesus bothered? Uh, Romans uh, says, if you just say it, you'll be saved. So why is Jesus bothered that uh, you, you're just saying Lord, Lord and not doing what he says? Why is it important that you do what he says? 
Are you, are you following me? And all you need to do to be saved is to say Jesus is Lord. I'm quoting Romans 10 verse 9. So you know that Jesus is Lord and you call him Lord. But you don't do his will. You don't do his, his uh, you don't practice. You don't do what he says you must do. That builds his house on a solid foundation. That is the one that listens. Foundation right? Hallelujah. Amen. So Apeleli at just saying it doesn't end there. There's more to it. You have to do something. Amen. Amen. One of the things you have to do, you have to surrender your plans and your desires to Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Amen. Amen. This is not limited to only the things that we, we think are church things. You understand that uh, the, the work of Christianity is a is a complete walk. Suppose you affect your whole life. It's not a Sunday thing. It's everything you are. When, when you say, I'm uh, accepting the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior, he's his Lord. You hand over everything to him. That is everything you are and everything you are about. Amen. Amen. Whether you are a student, a, an employee, businessman, everything you do, you give over to him as the Lord and Savior of your life. You basically give him the steering wheel. So it's very important. I'm, I want to stress this because uh, we, a lot of us, grew up in very religiousized and uh, backgrounds, where the important part was the Sunday church and what you do for church, how holy you look on Sunday. Christianity is beyond that. Amen. Amen. 
It's a full-time lifestyle thing. So when we're talking about submitting to him, we mean holy. Amen. Amen. So when you're reading this scripture, you must look at it uh, in totality of your life. So commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So we, as Abazalano, we limit ourselves by boxing God and compact, compact compact you are someone else when you are at work. Amen. Amen. So much that the people that you work with don't even know that you are a Christian. That's uh, another story for another day. Amen. Beyond just this, the, your life testifying to the next person, I want to encourage you to trust God to, to load your plans, whatever you do. Amen. Amen. We like limiting God, Barcelona. I don't know, you think because when you learned trigonometry two years ago, you think uh, God can't know this because God is from Noah's time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you, you can't be thinking because now when you are a brilliant AI mind at some Microsoft uh, and you think this is new technology. I can't burden God with these things. I don't know. Do you, I'm trying to understand. Is that why we leave him out of such uh, areas. Are you with me? That uh, maybe we think, for me to be talking to God, I must be using Victorian English, these and those and those. And then as long as it's about a simple day-to-day -day life, Maybe we think he's not, he won't understand. Are you hearing me? I don't know. I, I hope, I, I know my, my examples are cryptic, and, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to, to challenge you on. So, the problem, when you limit God, you're limiting yourself. Right? So you are a cleaner, you're thinking, this is beneath God. I can't involve God in what I do as a cleaner at work. I will only wear my holy whatever when I live here, and then I, I will talk to God. And involve him there. This, this one is beneath him. I can't trouble him with these simple things. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that, to me, that's what it looks like. When you, you box him and you leave him out on, of certain things in your life. 
So the point I'm, I'm talking on is surrendering your plans and your desires to him. This is everything, Bazalan. Everything. So your relationship with God should not be. Do you understand? Uh, we don't pray only at a specific mountain. Or on some altar somewhere. And yet, we all know that God is omnipresent. He's with us everywhere. So I, I could be driving to work. It's a space that I can involve him in and talk to him. Even in that space. So it's, it's not a, a size thing or, or how big the thing is. It's like, okay, now I'm going to drive to the Eastern Cape. I'm going to stop the car, switch it off, and start praying that God keeps me on the road. When I'm going to spa, no, I don't have to pray for him to watch my... Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are we limiting God? So the result is that in our limiting him, we're limiting ourselves. We're limiting our, we're limiting our progress. We're limiting our success. Our growth. Amen. Amen. I have so many scriptures to read. And I'm probably halfway in my time already. So, um, I have a, a number of examples of submission. So, there's a lot of people I can go to to show you submission. It's, it's examples that we all know. Abu Isaiah, Mary, Job. Abraham. Abraham. There's many examples. Uh, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, is Jesus' example. 26, verse 39. In the garden, I Facing the imminent crucifixion, Jesus prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus knew what was coming, but he submitted to the will of God. On the road he was about to, to take. Philippians chapter 2.
Timana Yaborobo. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. That's Philippians chapter 2 now. We can move two verses before. We can start from verse 6. Amen. Who being in the nature, okay, verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the nature, in, in very nature God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became, by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Ne? Amen. That's an example of uh, a Sibona from Jesus himself. Uh, submitting to God's will. Next point I want to touch on is trusting him in his pro uh, trusting in his provision. Trusting in his provision. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. I think I've accepted that every time I preach I will always quote the scripture. Amen. So I think you guys must, when I take the mic, you must just open Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and we just... Coach, man, I won't, I won't read my favorite part, but I'll just stick to verse 33. But, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So maybe the other problem I think we, we have as Avazalwan is that we hear the next person. We hear the next person saying something. And we take it and we use it. And we, we run with it. Not knowing exactly what it means. Not a bad thing. Like, uh, I mean, even language-wise, we don't take it and literalize it and translate it to our language for our understanding. Amen. Amen. So, we sing that song, I baited you to sing it with me. You are Lord, you are Lord. But I don't think some of us understand what it means, the word Lord means. 
We just enjoy the melody and I don't know, I don't know. We, we don't translate it to the meaning in your context. Okay, in my language, what would the meaning of Lord be? And what would that mean? What would that entail? Amen. 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 So we just say it and we don't uh, think about it. So when I was preparing, I went into the Greek and the Hebrew, and I thought, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and I'm still not going to do it. On going to the Greek origin of the word, uh, Lord, uh, where it's coming from and all that. We always think, I have a this. They like trying to sound profound by using Greek and, and all these things. But sometimes it's important. So you understand where it came from. Because, because sometimes as they were translating the Bible, there wouldn't be a straightforward uh, uh, translation of the Hebrew word to English or Greek word to English. And they will find a way to just put it in one word. You know, even in your language, someone Amen. will say, what does this mean? And you can only explain it in a sentence, not, not in a word. I, I don't have an example, but yeah, you know Amen. what I'm talking about. Amen. So then the problem is that because the person translating has to do it, he has to give you a word, not a sentence. So they use, they use a word and then the word is just like, it sort of says what it is, but it's not really what it is. Like for you to understand it, you would have to listen to the whole sentence. It's like, oh, okay. And then you translate it to your pedi understanding. Yeah, in my language, it would be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So, so we fall... Uh, into that trap where we just, we just hear people saying things, nice things, and you think, yeah, I like this, I will say it. But we're not interpreting it. We're not understanding it. In your own language. So, okay, basic uh, translation of a lord would be a master, a, what you call my, this one failed me. Now I have to use the small one. I can hardly see. Age is showing me flames. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So basically, is a master. Someone who controls. Someone who, who tells you what should happen. And then you have to follow them. Yeah. Amen. So on the point um, I'm on, you have to trust God for his provision. But because when I knew compartments, in your compartments, you've told yourself, I am this CEO because I'm very smart. It's my doing. It's my brain. It's my expensive education. Amen. Amen. 
it's not God. It's, it's because I was so brilliant at school. I passed so well. I, was, I went to whatever, Gibbs or Vets, business school. I got my fancy MBA. You think that is the result of, that's the cause of where you are. So, Amen. So, Amen. you remember my earlier example about cleaning and uh, AIs and, and all these things. So, that's, that's you. And then God will be when I leave my fancy office and I come here on Wednesday for prayer, then that's where we involve God. And then I, I get out and I go home. When I'm talking to my kids, God doesn't feature there. That's, that's, my, that's my space. This is my kids. I can raise them as I like. I don't have to involve him. I can abuse my wife. I can, can talk to her as I like. I can. Amen. And then I come on Thursday, life group. Now we are dealing with God's things. I portray an image. Amen. Do you understand the, the issue with the compartments? But when God when Jesus is Lord of everything, I go there, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm doing homework with Levi. Since whatever we're doing. I involve God in, in that thing. As I'm doing that thing, I, I impart something to her as well. She learns about this amazing Jesus that has taken over my life. I go to work. I don't have to, I don't have to say amen in the boardroom, Basaloi. That's not what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I don't, do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have to be overly spiritual and, and okay, I'm, Okay, maybe let me not say this. <laughs> In my experience, I'm saying it. In my experience, in life generally, the people who always act like they are like the most amazing Christians, and especially in the workplace, hey. Hey. Amen. I don't want to finish that sentence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So, so my message is not that on Monday, finally, if you the biggest Bible, if you in Because it's not about that. Like I'm saying, like those, the Barcelonians who preach the loudest are the scariest. Behavior-wise, the way they treat their subordinates, the way they treat their colleagues, the way they treat the suppliers. The, do you understand what I'm saying? You like, there's nothing Christian about your behavior. Not, not that I'm judging or anything. Are you with me, Bazala? Amen. 
So, but where I want to challenge you is, is that's the part that you need to change. That you remind yourself that Jesus is Lord and the next person must see that Jesus is Lord. As I'm chairing this meeting, the love of Jesus must come through. Without me saying, hey, let's go to Revelations, what, what? Because we understand that Jesus is Lord of my everything. Like, when we were teenagers, there was those bands where they would say, what would Jesus do? Yeah. The nice thing with those, they, at least they would remind you, in, your, in the situation you are doing, whatever it is, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus talk to the colleague the way you are doing it now? Would Jesus be screaming? Not that uh, maybe, maybe sometimes you have to scream. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, would he be screaming the way you are screaming and swearing at people the way you are doing? You know, the, I have my testimony, a small testimony. Now, how I got saved. It was not at an open air. Uh, with someone screaming on the mic. I just saw this group of people that were different from the rest of us. Amen. Which was Abazalwan. There was a few Christian Bazalwanes at school. They were, they were just different. And then I was curious. What's up with these guys? Do you Without them preaching and saying, come to Jesus and what, something about them, the way they handled themselves, they lived their lives, they did things related to me as a sinner, made me see that there's something special about these people. And I, I want it. I want to know about know more about it and I want it for myself. I want to be part of this group. Amen. Amen. That's how I, I got born again. I actually chased after them. It's like, eh, so. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> You understand that was all. And this, I didn't know anything about Jesus, people That's getting born again, saved or church, this. And, and I'd been to church. I'd been to church. There was even a SEM gathering at, at, at school. Go, they, actually, they forced us, obviously. I was still a, a fresh. Hey. And they forced us to go. Amen. I went there. And it was a boarding school, and they would preach even during uh, assembly. On Sunday, they would force us to go to church. And some, they would bring mfundisi um, from and they would preach. So I'd, I'd seen all that, but it, it didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, fine, I went to church. Nice. But there's these guys. 
You understand also? Amen. So when you move to that space where you give uh, the Lord, I didn't preach 80% of my message. When you move to that space where you give the Lord the footing to be Lord of your everything, something happens. The important thing is not to do not rely on your own strength, your own intellect, your understanding, what you see. I need you've given everything to him. Amen. And he is an omnipotent God. He can do anything. Like, like I was saying, although it sounded like I was joking, he knows AI. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. He knows the, the, the thing that you are struggling with. It's nothing to him. Actually, the things that are exciting us. Thinking this is fascinating, you quantum physics. <laughs> We're just scraping the surface. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So, when you give him the space to be Lord, he will show you wonders in every area of your life. I wanted to talk specifically about the ones that you are precious about. The ones that you hold, like your man. Amen. That's, that's just an example. We, 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 see, we see all the scriptures in the Bible and we think, yeah, no, I know it's fine. Do you understand? Amen. We quote a lot of scriptures about what to do with your money, to give your money, not expecting return, bless your, neck, your brother, give, 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 give. Amen. And you will quote your economics textbooks and your corporate finance textbooks and it's like, no, but uh, the returns and the what what. That's not God's science. Amen. Amen. You are again relying on your understanding and your intellect. Then you limit yourself. Because now you're busy trying to Amen. Ne? Amen. And from it you think, yeah, I can do this, I can do And God says, do you understand? Be generous, give, bless someone else. And, and people testify all the time. They come and tell you, yo, guys, I didn't. God came through in a way that I can't imagine. Because they've released that area of their lives. And just let God be Lord. And, 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 and they live like Matthew chapter 6. My favorite script. Amen. Amen. So they're not worried, thinking, what am I going to wear? But if I take this tendrance, I give a church. God comes through. And the nice part is, as, as a testimony, when you do that, <laughs> amazing things happen. 
And you know it's not you. Then it's easier for you to even praise God for those things. Because you know it's not your, your might, it's not your power. Then you are always more. Bless your next brother more. Because you're not worried. What am I doing? In the air. When are you worried? But if I give them this shirt. This is a nice shirt, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Ne? So you're worried. If I give them my favorite shirt, apparently it's my favorite shirt. Uh, what, do you understand? And you're limiting your own prosperity, growth, success. I'm not a prosperity preacher. Amen. Uh, amen. We've been through that phase. That's not what we are about at Cosmo City Church. But the truth is, God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Um, because... So obviously, allowing him to direct your paths. Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. Ne? Amen. Uh, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Living a transformed life, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me and the life now I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. 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 Jesus is Lord, was alone. I can keep going and going, but the crux of my message is give him the, like, I don't want to say making him Lord, because he's Lord, that one is not going to change. That's another story. But yeah, he is God, he's sovereign, he's almighty, and your wickedness is not going to change him. Amen. Amen. So, before I sit down, having done 20% of my sermon, Amen. I want to give a chance to someone who has not given Christ, who has not accepted Christ as Savior. A chance. Someone who says, I have not done that prayer. Where I acknowledge Jesus as, as Lord. Where 
I want to give you this chance for us to pray with you to walk with you in discipleship and show you some of the things I'm talking about. That the Jesus I'm talking about can fix us in those words. Your greatest worries are nothing to him. He can solve them at a flip of a finger. The main thing is that you need to go to him, submit to him, hand over everything to him, give him the controls. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand. We want to pray with you. Wherever you are. 